You're listening to the ESO Network, your station for all things geek. In a world filled with cigars, craft beer, comics, movies, and video games, only two men are brave enough to search out all things nerdy. It's the Cigar Nerds Podcast! And welcome to Cigar Nerds Podcast. I'm your host, Smokin' Joe. And, uh, no Brad Jackson. <laughs> we have the Ginger Avenger Amanda back with us uh, on this uh, special 4th of July episode. Happy America to you. I was an English major, dear. <laughs> it's America. Yeah, Brad uh, can't be here because he's too busy laying pipe. Or he broke his pipe. I don't know. It was something plumbing related. <laughs> Wait a minute. What? I didn't hear that part. <laughs> what? There's a flood in his basement area, if you know what I mean. Uh, so he couldn't uh, couldn't be here today. So luckily, uh, you I saw the movie we're going to talk about today. So uh... I will not say that out loud. <laughs> so Brad has a PVC problem, or is it more like a you know pipe cleaner problem? Which, which kind of problem are we talking about here? I don't know. Something broke. There was wetness. Well, PVC is a little harder to break than fix. pipe cleaner, so if it broke <laughs> easily, we're talking like pipe cleaner. Uh, so, uh, since this is a should uh, drop on the 4th of July, I figured I'd pick up a special uh, American-ish cigar. Uh, this is the E.P. Carrillo Pledge of Allegiance 2023 edition. Which is kind of their special uh, salute to America cigar. Uh, they only did ten boxes of one thousand, or did. I'm sorry. <laughs> not ten boxes. They did a thousand seven hundred and seventy-six boxes of ten cigars each. You've told me this fact four times, but you can't remember how to say it to get it out. Yeah, I may have told you four times. This is the first time I'm telling the audience. Yeah. Remember, there's people listening to us talk. It's not just us uh, bullshitting. Yeah, which is why I sit here and run my mouth the whole time because it's funny. Uh, I should have brought a Nerf gun. Just shoot you when you get out of hand. <laughs> but yeah, this is. Uh... You'd run out of Nerf bullets pretty quickly. I'll get one of those belt-fed ones. <laughs> yeah, this one has a Connecticut broadleaf wrapper with Ecuadorian binders grown from uh, Connecticut seeds and a three-country country filler blend. From Nicaragua, Dominican Republic, and the United States. You know we're on camera, right? Yes, I am aware. Well, That's... put the water gun down before you shoot something electronic. I'm not going to shoot anything electronic. I'm going to shoot you. I'm electronic. Don't tell the people. <laughs> I'm just a robot, and this is a simulation. What kind of batteries do you run off of exactly? Because <laughs> uh, uh... A123s. Same thing that my Damn, weapon lights. Damn, got good battery uh... life. I haven't had to replace them once. I'm solar. I go outside occasionally. <laughs> I'm nocturnal. I don't go outside. So yeah, these are like I said, special edition. They only make it a, a limited amount uh, with some American tobaccos uh, involved and some pretty sweet artwork. Each of the 1776 boxes are are hand numbered. Uh, so if you happen to have buy a whole box, it's you know kind of cool marking there. What are you smoking since uh, you're not joining me in my Yay America? Because we've got very different palettes. <laughs> That's very true. I'm smoking the Acid Plush, which has recently been my favorite so far. I I was smoking, what, the 20, 20s? and 20s and they the just, Sweet Janes. And... Sweet Janes are good, but the construction on the 20s has just not been there 
in a while, but I think I might be one of the only ones keeping them in the shop at all in the first <laughs> place, so that might be why. Construction's just not been good recently, so. Or if they've, you know, these are all kind of, they've been there for a while, so it's, uh, that's what I, said. I don't know if that's a I'm the only one keeping continuing it in release. stock, and I'm not smoking them fast enough, apparently. So, uh, even though this is a kind of our 4th of July episode, we're going to talk about something American-ish. It's an American movie based off a Japanese product. We're talking about the newest Transformers movie, Rise of the Beasts. Everything American is originally Japanese or Chinese anyway. <laughs> that freaking uh, flag you got hanging there was pro I guarantee you it says made in China somewhere on that thing. Probably. It did come from a graveyard. You're looting graveyards now? No, uh, when they replaced the American flags on graves... Uh, someone came to our school and gave us the old flags that they had switched out from the ones that they had. Re- oh, that's kind of cool. So there's a little dirt on the end of the stick. And yeah, I've had this thing for like 20 years. That's why it's kind of brownish at this point. It kind of stands up on its own. <laughs> yeah. So I figured I'd, I would uh, hang it up for uh, well, for I mean, the 4th of episode. There, which was, you know, my handiwork, by the way. Just you, you notice his new tie. What? What happened? It's a uh, dad bod cigar uh, band that is a tie. Okay. Well, so, uh, anyway, if uh, you're you going to have to fight off Decepticons, you should call on the Strike Force. StrikeForceEnergy.com. Use your promo code CigarNerds for 20% off your order. And with that, we're going to get uh, right back into it. I'm moving him. The New York Times side, staying alive was no job. At second hands, moms bounced on old men. So then we moved to Shallon Land. A young youth, you're rocking the gold tooth. Low goose, only way I begin to G York was drug loot. And let's start it like this, son. Rolling with this one and that one, pulling out gats for fun. But it was just a dream for the team who was a fiend. Started smoking wounds at 16 and running up in gates and doing hits for high stakes. Making my way on fire skates. No question, I was speed for cracks and weed. The combination made my eyes bleed. No question. And welcome back. It's time to talk about Transformers Rise of the Beasts. Metal! <laughs> yeah. Autobots uh, transform and roll out. Maximals maximize. You know, depending on which uh, cartoon you're currently watching. Why? Was there more <laughs> than one with the Maximals in it? Or uh, There was... Well, the original kind of Maximals cartoon was... Uh, Transformers Beast Wars uh-huh. back in, I want to say early 2000s. Well, they're all based on the Transformers, but this isn't. Yeah, but isn't this movie based on the Beast Wars cartoon? No. I thought that's, no. Beast Wars cartoon took place in dinosaur times. Oh, okay. They were a kind of a future Transformer who went through a portal and they end up crash landing on a pl- unknown planet where it's like, you know. Which ends up being Dinosaurs, Earth. and yeah, eventually figure out they're on prehistoric Earth. Okay. Which is kind of similar to, I guess, what happened what happened here. But um, before we get into kind of the details of the the movie, this is, what, the fifth in the series? Or no, actually, 
More than that, because there was, what, four is, of the original movies? This is the seventh. There was five original movies. Oh, there was five. Fuck. Yeah, there was five original movies following the same thing, and then Bumblebee was the sixth, starting like a reboot, basically, but not... Yeah, they've, they've, they're calling it a prequel series, but it seems almost more like a reboot, because shit's not kind of fully tied into the movies that went <laughs> went before. Yeah, there was two Shia LaBeouf and then three, or, yeah, three, what's his name? Three Shia LaBeouf and then two, what's his name? Marky uh, Mark Marky and Mark. the uh, Autobot Bunch? Yes, that's it. <laughs> Shia LaBeouf did three, or, yeah, Shia LaBeouf did three. Megan Fox did two, and then Marky Mark did start, became the star with his daughter after that. And how many had Tyrese? <laughs> Four. Oh. Uh, I think. Or was probably. You you're of that, and it's kind of fitting that Brad didn't make it because you're definitely more of the fan? cinematic Transformers fan than than I <laughs> I'm am. An I'm an addict. I mean, I like the first couple, but then yeah, the it's shit got weird. That's why I'm like, I'm kind of hoping this... Didn't get... What do you mean got weird? How did it get weird? All right. The last Marky Mark movie, Unicron was actually Earth. And we had to stop Unicron from waking up, not showing up and eating the Earth. They they far... They strayed a little too far from the source material okay. in the last yeah. one. Yeah, okay. I mean, I like the psychotic British murder bot. But other yeah, than that, that the good. last movie was kind of kind of fucky. Mm, nah, I like the last movie. It was that floating psychotic bitch that was like, you know, uh, reprogramming Optimus's mind that was, I, she was fucked up, but she was cool. Yeah, the, the fucking wannabe Borg queen. I mean, it, yeah, I don't know. The last but one. that's it. That's what she reminded me of. She's a fucking Borg. That's it. <laughs> but yeah, all the kind of the earlier ones were directed by Michael Bay. And then when they, what they've been calling the prequel series he's kind of stepped back and is just producing where other people are coming in and directing uh these these new movies uh this one directed by Stephen uh capel jr they're gigantic sentient robots they can you can do whatever the fuck you want with that storyline <laughs> you can take it however the hell you, one of them might have been julia child in a previous life didn't cook who knows you can do whatever you want with it I don't know, but all you had to do was slap, slap some skin on that murder bot, and he could have been anybody's English butler. I mean, that's like future Batman. Alfred's just a, a cyborg. Could be. Kind of, kind of remind me of Alfred too. But... I don't know. When you bring like classic uh, stuff to life, I like where they at least kind of pay a tribute to the source material. I mean, they may come up with a brand new storyline, okay, but... so which is the one with the six different faces or five different faces? Uh... It's not Omnicron. Omnicron. Yeah, yeah, it's... It's, it's the, uh... Isn't it Om no, not Omnicron. I don't know, but it's not even in this movie, so why the fuck are you talking about it? Well, that's what I'm saying with your bringing it, because I thought that was the one they were saying was Omnicron. Well, that's a... That's not fucking who, Omnicron. Who the fuck are you talking about Omnicron? The one the six face, the four faces or five faces. Yes, had... but that wasn't in this movie. Yes, so what I... are you talking about? All right, shut up. <laughs> Unicron. That's that's it. Unicron's no. the big fucking planet. Yes, I know, but I thought they were supposed to be the same. No. I didn't watch the original cartoons. I was watching My Little Ponies. Not My Little Ponies, but I watched Gummy Bears. Unicron was always a big fucking planet, uh, voiced by Leonard Nimoy, who eats other planets. Okay. And 
this one kind of, I mean, if you've watched the hell, you watched the, the, whatever the 89 Transformers animated movie. I think I saw it once, but the kids have seen it like, Oh, on freaking repeat. Hundred. Oh yeah. That's, it's kind of funny though. What, what year did that movie come out? It was in the late eighties. So around the same time you and I were born, somewhere around in there, and the kids have seen it 950 times. I was 10, I think, when that movie came out. I was born in the 70s. Late 70s. <laughs> so yeah, I was 10 in 89, or whenever that shit came out. I was 7. But yeah, uh, unfortunately, uh, Leonard Nimoy has passed, so they couldn't bring him back to uh, voice Unicron again. Which, they've done a... One props I will give the series is, where possible, the original voice actors have also voiced the robots. Uh, but yeah, some of them has has since passed. But Peter Cullen is still voicing Optimus Prime, now, so see, it's like when Optimus Prime does not get is when they have to replace the voice actor for Optimus Prime. Then I probably won't watch anymore. <laughs> Until then, so yeah, we uh, I will see them all. We had to get a a new. Uh, Unicron uh, this time around, uh, voiced by Coleman Domingo. I don't remember him saying a whole lot anyway. Well, he was always talking to uh, our threatening... Uh, his little henchman, his little bitch boy. Yeah, uh, S- Scourge. Oh. oh, yeah, they did give him a name, didn't they? Which paid, paid, played by uh, the Dink, Peter Dinklage. I know, and that was so fucked up when I looked that up. <laughs> You didn't believe me at first. It didn't sound like Dinklage. It doesn't uh, sound like Dinklage. And that's the thing, too, is kind of weird about this movie, and we'll start getting into specifics here shortly, uh, so spoiler alerts. Huge cast, but no one that you see. It's like the the, the humans, because for some reason, transform. they never do a movie just about the Transformers. They always have to have some kind of human sidekick for the audience to... Uh, kind of connect with. Uh, and in this movie... Because it's easier to walk among humans if you look like a human. Like I said, <laughs> you throw some skin on that murder bot, and he can tra- he can go be the go-between. But you look like a car, people are not going to give you, just hand you important documents and files. Well, I meant for the audience sake. Like, the audience needs, like, I guess, a human sidekick to connect, because it's going to be hard for us to connect to a movie just about robots no, for two hours. No, it's not. I feel more for the robots than I do the machine humans anyway. <laughs> But yeah, it's like the cast in this movie was huge, but you wouldn't know it by watching the movie because there's no like kind of big celebrities in it that that I'm aware of. I mean, the main character... Uh, What's his name? Didn't even do a cameo either. Who? It's supposed to be before his time, I guess. Agent Simmons or whatever the hell his name is. Yeah. But yeah, so we got... Uh, we already said uh, freaking um, Dinklage's Scourge. You got Ron Perlman as Optimus Primus. Uh, Primal. Primal. Optimus Primus. Primus. It's a good band, but. Uh, <laughs> uh, but yeah, Pete Davidson is uh, Mirage, which are kind of our new main sidekick to the uh, the human character. I mean, he had personality, but Bumblebee's better. <laughs> You got David uh, Sobolov as Rhinox, Battle Trap, and a Palink, which was uh, another maximal leader. That uh, Michael J. Rodriguez as Nightbird, Cisco Fernandez as Wheeljack, and Michelle Yao. Yeah, Michelle Yao as uh, Air Razor. 
And of course, tons of uh, movie quotes as Bumblebee. Because <laughs> <laughs> they've established in this universe that Bumblebee don't talk. He speaks with uh, through his radio. Bumblebee's voice circuits were damaged and we haven't been able to fix them yet. That's what's... <laughs> See, you shouldn't have had me do this with you. I am too invested in these movies. I have a bumblebee light-up pillow in the bedroom. Uh, who is the... the? Ah, here we go. Humans. I'm looking under Transformers. Anthony Ramos as Noah, who is our main uh, human protagonist in this, as a ex-military electronics expert who's down on his luck trying to find a job because his family, his uh, little brother's got... Uh, Super palsy. Terrible palsy. Yeah, some... Uh, or cystic fibrosis, more yeah, too. I can't remember which, but yeah, he has some kind of medical... Sickle cell disease. Sickle cell, that's it. Um, One of the C's. Yeah. And then... Uh, Dominique Fishback as Elena, who is a artifacts research intern at a museum who knows more than the scientists she, she's working with. Well, that's usually how it works. You usually have to have some underlings you can glean knowledge from and run and fetch your coffee. It's kind of nice that he did diversify this time. It's not a white guy. I mean, there's it's not always a white guy. Cause... And it was where the previous ones have been West Coast centric. This one was set you know, on the East Coast. So we got a lot of that. The, the things I have liked about the prequels series is the Bumblebee one was set in the eighties mm-hmm. and the transformers actually look like the original tra- gen one transformers that we grew up with. And at the end of the, you know, cause he starts off as a VW bug mm-hmm. and that's kind of the only connection to the later movies that as at the end of it, because you know, he's kind of, not so in disguise anymore. He transforms into the sixties uh, Camaro that you see in the, uh, in the later or not, man, not 60s, like anyway, an old ass Camaro that you see him as at the, in the beginning of the new transformers movies. Mm-hmm. So yeah, pretty much everyone with the exception of Bumblebee looks like they did when we originally saw them in the cartoons. Well, this one has jumped 10 years, I think, ahead from the last one. And now it's the 90s. something, yeah. So it's like all the music in the soundtrack, if nothing else, I'm like, oh, this is the sound of my childhood. Because, yeah, I, was, I mean, I didn't listen to a whole lot of music in the 80s because I was real young. But, yeah, I was a teenager in the 90s. So I'm like, all this, like, East Coast rap and shit. I'm like, oh, yeah, I remember all these songs, man. Fucking Wu-Tang. Yeah. Uh, LL Cool J. Oh, I was like. yes. Yeah, as, as, as Jay uh, says, uh, this is how we did things in the 90s, son. Mm-hmm. That is correct. So if nothing else, this if you're a child of the 90s, uh, this the movie soundtrack is, is going to be right up your alley. Fashion was a little hit or miss. They didn't quite get 90s style down very well but I'm mean, I I guess... did we have style in the 90s yes we had style it wasn't I just remember great. Jinko pants and shit that's style it wasn't great but it was style I mean there was grunge uh, you know it's like I don't know it's like you talk about different decades I can recognize like 80s attire but when you say the 90s I'm like shit I'm pretty sure I'm wearing the same shit I was wearing in the 90s <laughs> just a different size uh 
graphic tees and cargo shorts. It's a it's a style that never goes well, <laughs> goes out of style. Yeah, well, okay. We'll go with that. Yeah, I was never like, you know, the flannel wearing grunge people in the I uh, was the Jinko jeans were just I like I was No, that's just too big. I don't no, want No, it's not. No, it's not. I was dropping four wheelers and shit. I didn't want anything that would get caught in the in the uh, <laughs> caught in the wheels of my vehicle and fuck me up. I no, I wore that shit. I've always been you know, dressed tactically. <laughs> I wore that shit. I had a couple of pairs of they weren't jinkos because jinkos were expensive and I couldn't get my parents to buy them for me. But I had a couple of pairs that were similar. Yeah, those were the shoplifting jeans because uh, you, know, uh, you just lost your mic. What are you talking about? I can't hear you anymore. Testing, testing. I think you're in the mic. Yeah, those were the the shoplifting uh, shoplifting pants because they had the pockets you could fit a full bottle of whiskey in. There you went again. We have it. Sir. And let's see how long my microphone will stay plugged in. Oh, maybe time to. I mean, these we've been it using might be these time for to upgrade this set. Yeah, we've been using this for several years now so it may be time to buy some new mics before uh dragon con if it goes out again i'll switch it out because we've got a couple extra here okay i didn't shoplift in my jinko pants i just wore them because they were cool <laughs> now everyone i hung out with that had them were like the skater dudes and yeah you could put a full bottle of wine or whatever in the back pocket of those things and <laughs> we hung out with the same people Yes, Part of it anyway. They were all dirt bags. No, they weren't. <laughs> Not all of them. <laughs> it's funny because the ones that were dirt bags are like upstanding citizens. Like a few of them are like firefighters and cops, and the ones that were the squeaky clean guys are all like turned into drug dealers and dirt bags <laughs> later in life. Not all of them. Everything. A everything has switched. <laughs> a couple of them. So yeah, this movie starts with uh, Unicron coming to eat a planet that is inhabited by the maximals because they have a new MacGuffin, uh the transwarp drive which uh allows you to tran you know basically open portals and transport anywhere in time and space like okay now if we're talking piece about or like uh whether this is a reboot versus a prequel that thing looked an awful lot like the Oh, God, what was it called? The Matrix of Leadership? Matrix, yeah, the Matrix of Leadership. It looked a very similar, like, I don't know. Well, maybe they were all designed by the same dude. It looked like the same thing. Yeah, so, uh, you know, Unicron wants that so he can just kind of hop around the universe eating at, at will. And the uh, the Maximals decide to warp out of there to keep uh, Unicron from getting a hold of it. And apparently land sometime in Earth's past and have been hiding it in the, uh, you know, various locations around the world. Peru and, uh, Peru and I think it was like Egypt is where they found the other hunk uh, of it. Yeah, maybe. Was it Egypt? Yeah, I think it might have been Egypt. I don't remember. Yeah, so the... Uh... Peru looked nice, though. I wouldn't mind going there. That was pretty... <laughs> And so, uh, you know, our homeboy Noah, who uh, has not been able to find a new job, decides to take up crime. Because sometimes, crime is how you solve things. <laughs> I mean, if your motives are 
correct enough. You might sometimes, sometimes you got to do what you've got to do. And it, you know. <laughs> so he goes to uh, basically like a, a rich people's party to steal a car and sees an old uh, 911 uh, Porsche Turbo in the garage that he, you know. I think that's what he was sent after. Was, yeah, yeah buddy apparently told him been, where it was. He's so like, it's been, it's been parked been there, there for, for a while. Like, it's easy money. But unfortunately, it was a transformer, and he tried to uh, carjack a garage. Well, a car like that's been sitting in the same place for a long time, doesn't have any dust on it. It's probably a transformer. <laughs> you can probably bet that's a transformer. So yeah, uh, unfortunately for him, while he is stealing said car, uh, Elena car steals him. <laughs> who uh, who's at the museum uh, looking at a uh, artifact that she doesn't think doesn't agree with the scientists that it's. Uh, from where they think it is and accidentally opens it up and finds half of the trans warp drive hidden inside, which sets off a beacon, beacon. that apparently only bots can see. So Optimus, uh, summons all the transformers to a meeting and, you know, Noah gets to go along for the, for the ride. I mean, this is a very different. We're used to seeing Optimus pun intended in his prime. Where, you know, he's like the, the badass leader that we all know, but this is a prime that, you know, got his ass kicked on Cybertron and kind of regrouped on Earth and got his team kind of stranded here. So he's got some self-doubt that is unusual for the character. He's dealing with some depression. He's got some depression issues. That, you and know, he's not, you know, too keen on humans being he's involved. He's confident and, and, and filled with the love of humanity. Yet, but I feel like by the end of this movie, well, we're yeah. seeing more of the uh, prime we're used to uh, to seeing. And you know, shout out to like you know Peter Cullen for being able to kind of do things differently. Yeah, you know, I mean he's been doing this character for forty fucking years at this point. It's nice seeing that he can you know still that ranged as an actor that he can you know st you know do a different perspective on mm -hmm. on Optimus than what we've previously seen yeah he's kind of I don't know <laughs> he's kind of in his feelings a little bit <laughs> kind of in his feels just a little bit to begin with I hate humans they're jerks uh, but of course you know well yeah they are the, but still. the beacon also attract uh, you know the kind of reminds me of uh, the silver surfer from Marvel he was the guy who went before Galactus to prepare planets to be eaten by Galactus. Uh, okay. I didn't watch that one either. I have no idea what you're talking about. I have no frame of reference here. Fantastic Four, Silver Surfer. Uh-uh. Anyway. I know who they are now, but I don't know what, I have no context for this. So yeah, Scourge and uh, his two sidekicks show up and, and, uh. Fucking purple bitch, man. She was just an asshole. I didn't like her. <laughs> and of course they fuck up a uh, bumblebee in the, mm -mm. the, the mm -mm. badass. Uh... Oh no, don't go there. Yeah. I was like, Oh shit. Are we really going to kill bumblebee in the opening of this movie? <laughs> I'm still kind of bitter about that shit. Don't go there. But they gave him like an epic uh, return later in the movie. We'll, we'll get to that. Cause that's probably one of the, the fucking highlights. Yeah. But they whooped his ass like bad. 
Which is kind of funny, too, because R.C. is this little, tiny, little, you know, tiny little thing, but she's got a mouth and an attitude on her, which <laughs> I like. But she a tiny little thing, and she held her own. Oh, speaking of which, you know, our, you know shout out to the Cybertronic Spree. This is the first time seeing R.C. in live action. Uh, I kept waiting for Hot Rod to show up. I mean, yeah, yeah, well, if we're going to go 80s uh, Transformers the movie, I mean, I was like, all right, when, when's uh, Hot Rod going to show up? Hot Rod was in the first, little last uh Original movie. He was, was the one he? that, yeah, he's the one that kidnapped the British girl. My name is Hot Rod. Oh, yeah, I forgot about that. With a French that. accent. For some reason, he's French. He's got a French accent. That's probably why I don't remember that, because he looked nothing like Hot Rod. Yeah, he was in the movie. Oh. Uh, but yeah, if I, freaking RC as a, I think she was like a Ducati or something. Like something she was like some, that. Some fancy uh, street bike. And I like how when like she's transformed, there's like a holographic like dude riding her because you know motorcycle riding down the street, you would be like, I mean, cars can tint their windows and be like, ah, I don't need a driver. No one can see inside my car except for when the cops show me uh, pull me over for tint yeah, violation. Yeah, when Mirage does it, he gives them each a different different facial expression. And <laughs> one of them's over there, yeah, fuck you, and the other one's just what yeah. Up? That that was pretty cool when he when they're running from the cops and he's like, you know. He's like, stop, stop, please stop. And they finally stop and get surrounded by the cops. Like, okay, never mind. Drive, drive, drive. <laughs> and he does like the projection thing and like, you know, becomes five different cars and they all go in different directions and, and shit, which is like a, a Mirage special. If you're... I mean, even the freaking cop car one that I can't remember what his name is from the first movie. Prowl. Yeah, he projected a cop, but it, it wasn't six different cops and six different cars with each one a different facial expression and hanging out, you know. Well, in the, uh, you know, original cartoons and stuff, Mirage was like a espionage expert. So he was good at, like, you know, doing the, uh, the holograms and shit so he can sneak in places or uh, passes different uh, vehicles and whatnot. Still don't understand how he managed to make him manifest himself as a dump truck, but that's just... We had that conversation. Well, you've already <laughs> seen that he can do projections. He could be projecting a You can't garbage project truck. your seat five feet higher and have somebody sit on it. It doesn't work that way. That's not how a hologram works. If he can do five different cars with five different drivers, I'm pretty sure he can project the image of a garbage truck around him while he's still normal size. Okay, whatever. It's, We're going to disagree here. We're going to agree to disagree. It's not, it's not that hard. <laughs> You're going to go watch a couple of episodes of Jim and the Holograms, and we're going to discuss this later. Oh, God. Did you ever watch that live-action movie of that? No, I did not watch the live-action movie, but Neither I watched I. the entire fucking series. I think I did watch the series, because it came out, like, it was, I think it came on, like, after, like, Thundercats or something, so it's like, yeah. I'm here, I'm just going to keep watching. I watched Jim and the Holograms. That Music was, was pretty good. Yeah, I mean, that was I, good shit. I'll, I'll at least give it props on that for being a kind of a girly show. It had decent music. The Misfits music was usually better. <laughs> I mean, I always like the villains are more interesting. <laughs> yeah, usually. And the yeah, they were a little bit more metal. Yeah, they were. <laughs> so, you know, in the middle of this fight, we get our first Maximal showing up, a uh, badass Michelle Yeoh as the, uh, as RC. Uh, oh, not RC, uh, Air Razor. Air Razor. Uh, which is a big ass. Hawk or. Hawk or something. <laughs> kind of looks like a hawk. You gotta love that they're adding a few females in there. We gotta have a couple of... Give me a female Transformer and make her not a bitch like that purple one. Um, uh, I like female Transformers. So yeah, they figure out that he 
Scourge only has half of the uh, the transwarp drive, and the other one is possibly hidden in a temple in Peru. So we're going to have to go fly to Peru, and of course, you know, the humans going to tag along to to help out because uh, yeah, we're going to get that big ass hundred year old bomber plane. It looked. I was like, it looks Baloo? like he's fucking falling apart. <laughs> yeah, Stratosphere, uh, voiced by John DiMaggio, who voiced all comic or all cartoons nearly. Uh, shows up and he's like, that's how we're going to transport ourselves to Peru. But it looks like the plane from Tailspin. Yeah, it does. As soon as he like, they're like, so are we taking a boat, a plane? They're like, oh no, we got a plane. And then that old ass shows up and kind of like crash lands. He's like, oh, we're all going to die. <laughs> but it's... uh You're missing the orange paint job or he would have been from Tailspin. We're uh, just going to bring up all the 80s cartoons. Yeah, because I was like, 90s Baloo? cartoons while we're at it. And like when he transformed, he looked like an old British guy. He had like a sweet mustache and, <laughs> and everything. Yeah, that accent was kind of thick. I didn't even understand half of what he was saying, but he was he was good. Yeah, they brought you know, fucked up Bumblebee because it's like, <laughs> so your eyes like, is he dead? I'm like, no, it's like uh, Miracle Max and uh, and the Princess Bride. He's only mostly dead. Mostly dead. I can fix mostly dead. <laughs> we just need to find some energon to jumpstart him. And you can only do it for true love because that's the most important. <laughs> We're going all kind of old school in this shit today. We're just getting all kind of tangled up and. So yeah, they uh. Miracle Max. Straight up Indiana Jones, find the, uh, or almost like Tomb Raider, mm-hmm. find the secret temple underneath a church in Peru. And, uh, that goes a million miles down and has tunnels that run all the way <laughs> out into the rainforest, because, you know, that's how that yeah. all do. But the, uh, uh, the warp drive has been moved, and apparently it's, you know, Maximals have uh, bonded with some humans, and uh, they're guarding it somewhere out in the jungle. But you get... Uh, it's it's you know funny too because like uh forget if you remember like in the old 80s cartoons like they eventually like they gave like their human companions some kind of like exosuit where when noah and uh elena go to explore the temple since the the bots can't get close enough he's like mirage like tosses him a little like gauntlet thing he's like hey man take this he's like whoa and he's like he's like yeah just don't ask what part of my body that came off of <laughs> Take this. It's not safe to go alone. <laughs> yeah. Gotta throw them there. You know, not early nine, early eighties. I like that. They're they're running from Scourge's little uh, little spider bot things, and finally he just like sh- like blows one up, and she's like, "You've had a gun this whole time," and he's like, "Guess so." Didn't didn't know it. <laughs> it's my pinky toe, man. It's fine. Just the pinky toe. You don't need, you need it for balance, but it's fine. You'll make it's it. It's his left nut. <laughs> I knew, I knew that was going to, that's where we were going to go with this. And I let it happen. I, I'm sorry, y'all. I let it happen. Oh, but yeah, we get to, uh, when they find the maximal. Uh, I married him for his charming personality. Trust me, it's in there. You just don't see it all the time. <laughs> oh, but yeah, meet Prime. And even Primal's like, it's kind of not the. Did you just say meet Prime? <laughs> Yeah, meat prime. Okay. As in meat, not M E A T. Yeah, I got it. Okay, just grade A premium. Grade A prime. USDA choice. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, and frickin' and vengeful prime, too. Like, when he's runs into Scourge again, he's like, I'm the one that's going to fucking rip your spine out. Yep. <laughs> and even, like, you know, 
Optimus Prime was like, it's kind of not the Prime we've, you know, the legendary Prime that we, because they're supposed to be from the I future. Mean, depression can kick off some some anger issues. I mean, Optimus Primal was named after Prime, and like I said, he's supposed to be kind of their future. And so they're like, yeah, this is not the the legend that we heard of. He's kind of a little kind bit of dick. Uh, but yeah, he, he's going through some shit. Mm-hmm. But yeah, you know, they've built their village around a natural energon deposit but he's like well we'll put bumblebee in this cave to protect him but the we can't the electrons inert or uh um, energon is inert you know we need a, a powerful charge to reactivate it so we can't use it now foreshadowing but <laughs> and we're going to lay him down on a pyre made of straight up energon and we're just going to leave him here this is <laughs> foreshadowing <laughs> You gotta have Bumblebee or you don't have the franchise because everybody loves Bumblebee. Oh, and I love too when they were all like uh, Prime uh, summoning all the Autobots to the meeting. When you see Bumblebee, he goes like, yippee ki mother, and then like cuts out for you. <laughs> and I'm like, fuck yeah, this is the 90s. Bumblebee just said yippee ki motherfucker. <laughs> and, it didn't, and to me, it didn't even sound like the uh, John McClane quote. It sounded like the Hans Gruber when he's like, what was that you said to me earlier? Oh, yes. Sarcastic. mother. <laughs> you spend too much time at a drive-thru driving my boy. <laughs> yeah. They're yeah. arguing later, and he's like... Grounded he's like, from you know, the drive-in. Yeah. You know, he's like, he's like, I don't want humans involved. And Bumblebee's like, says something to him, and he's like, he's like, uh, he's like, I know you're, they're your friends, Bumblebee. And he's like, you can't handle the truth. And Prompt's like, dude, you like, you got to stop hanging out at that drive-in. I don't want you watching these movies anymore. <laughs> Human culture is imprinting on you a little too deeply, my son. Well, if that was a problem, then maybe you should have fixed his fucking voice circuits because he can't <laughs> talk otherwise. Oh. Uh, but yeah, you get... Uh, and I like Scourge as they're kind of fleeing the uh, the, the big uh, city fight. Hits uh, Air Razor with some kind of bomb that basically corrodes her and eventually like takes her over and, and makes her evil. But, dude, she's looking like straight zombie uh mm. air razor by the time she uh can't fight it anymore and has to has to turn on the maximals and like the effects in this movie were it was corroding cool. her somehow yeah scourge is made of something that if you touch him well it's like how do you visually depict corruption you know basically the thing is hacking her spark to turn her evil but that wouldn't be visually uh entertaining so you, you got to depict you know the corruption with like actual physical corruption so she's like all well it's the same way you can do anything else that gets corrupted they glitch <laughs> you get that glitch all of a sudden and <clears throat> when the computers start you know tweaking a little bit then yeah something's wrong with you you're out of commission yeah but i do like how optimus primal who was named after the great leader prime kind of taught prime how to be a leader he's like dude i've been living with humans for freaking centuries at this point probably and and you know you, you got it, it kind of you even though he's you know technically younger i guess he's like you know he's like you need some you know experience my son let me let me let me teach you the lessons that you taught me that sit down I'm now gonna i'm gonna show you the ways, <laughs> teach you show you the ways of the codependency between humans and machines uh so of course the 
Scourge, uh, whatever the... I forgot what they called their bad... Because they weren't Decepticons. They were like Terracons or something. Something like that. They were assholes. They were they were electronic assholes. In the cartoon, the evil Decept... The animal Decepticons were the Predacons, but we didn't get any Predacons in this movie. There was no... Uh, uh, That's for the next movie. Yeah. <laughs> Gotta keep building on and building on. That's for the next one. But yeah, I like uh, Mirage kind of, we think, sacrificing himself, like taking some hits uh, to uh, protect. Because uh, like, Little Brother too has got, you know, when he goes, before they're going to go to Peru, he has to like, go back home and grab his bag and make sure his brother's okay and his... You know, fucking Mirage is trying to peek in the window and steps on a car and sets off the alarm. And squashes it. <laughs> and then he's like, man, we got to go. We got to do this thing. Save the world. And the brother's like, all right, man, like I'm going with you. And he's like, no, nah, dude, you can't go with me. And like a freaking Mirage is like, dude, you've got the giant cojones. <laughs> <laughs> and he's like, all right, man, you take care of my brother. If he doesn't come back, I'm coming for you. <laughs> I'm going to get your ass. That's how it is with siblings. I can beat them all I want. I can beat them to bloody pulps all day and, and day out. But uh, if you touch my siblings, I'm going to rip your spine out and use it for a head ornament. And I like, he, like later on, he's like, calls Noah Sonic. And he's like, why are you calling me Sonic? That's what my brother calls me. He's like, oh yeah, like your brother gave me the walkie talkie that y'all communicate with. So he could like make sure, been I'm, listening in this make sure I'm taking care of you. And he's like, he's like, and he's like, yeah. Cause there's like no real names over the, over the comms, man. Like you're Sonic. I'm Tails. Yep. Which kind of plays on later on, but yeah, your know, Mirage has to like cover himself to you know cover Noah to uh, and gets blasted all to shit to uh, uh, and, you know he's like I don't think I'm gonna make it and he's talking to his brother and he's like dude like you're you're Noah of of the Bronx man like man up like he's like what I thought you said no names on the radio he's like nah brah tell him who you are and then and freaking uh. Mirage, you are wait. letting people. You are not portraying New Yorkers well, man. You're making us look like shit. You got to save the world, bro. Stop acting like a pussy and get up. And Mirage wakes up enough to be like, "Hey, man, uh, I'm good, but I'm gonna need you to take the wheel." And then basically becomes like his exosuit, and and Homeboy gets to like actually Ech. fight along the side of the transformer. I mean, in the Ech. Transformers movie, like the original, like a Spike, I think it is. Got a fucking exosuit like that, so it's it's. But it's not. It's been in Transformers. Fucking, it's canon. not the Transformer that becomes the exoskeleton. It's a separate entity. <laughs> Here, I'm gonna take my left ass cheek off and make it into this exoskeleton for you. That's fine, but it's not the entire goddamn Transformer. Well, he already had his arms and legs blown off. He was basically a torso and a head, so that's about all he could build at that point. <laughs> uh, and then you know, homeboy starts fucking shit up, and then you know. Prime and Primal join the fight. Yeah, <laughs> fucking Prime versus Scourge, like, second round. He's like, he, like, rams his face into a volcano and, like, he's like, rips his head and spine out. He's like, this, I told you I was gonna rip your fucking spine out. <laughs> I'm okay with a darker Optimus Prime, okay? If you want to go whoop some ass, go whoop some ass. I mean, if you... There is a level of evil where you cannot be redeemed. Just fucking murder him. Tear him into little pieces. I w I'll use him as a toaster. I don't fucking care. What? Let's get closer to your mic. Oh, okay. You're My get, bad. You're get your chair is sinking. I'm <laughs> sinking away here. Oh. Uh, yeah, but like that kind of group fight 
And here comes the rain. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, it's fucking pouring now. Yeah, that group fight trying to stop to you know close the gates and and uh. Then you get that little scorpion-looking motherfucker chasing Scorpidox. the girl. Yeah, chasing the girl up through the tube because she's trying to get to the drive or whatever to turn it off. And she knocks the shit out of that little motherfucker and just, you know, beats the hell out of him. It was great. <laughs> but, of course... Like, takes her purse and knocks his ass out with the purse. Blows up the uh, <clears throat> the control panel so they can't turn it off. So the only way to turn it off is to, to blow it up. And, uh, or what, before that... Once it's activated, it sends out an energy pulse. Yep. Remember foreshadowing. Uh, <laughs> which activates the dormant energon in the cave. So, in the middle of this battle, when it starts to look like the Transformers are going to lose, I mean, fucking Noah's getting his ass kicked, Prime's starting to get his ass kicked, here comes a uh, uh, freaking stratosphere, and you're like, oh no, I, I know what's about to happen. And you see his back door open up and there's Bumblebee and it starts playing fucking LL Cool J. It's like, don't call it a comeback. And it's like, fuck yes. <laughs> I still say that. Starts playing Mama, uh, Mama Said Knock You Out. <laughs> and, I mean, it's it's a great song for a fight scene. I mean, you know, Bumblebee shows up and starts like stacking bodies. If there's this much fucking energon, then, then Razor Crest, what's her fucking name? Razor Crest? No. Air Razor. Air Razor. If there's that much fucking dormant energon laying around, then it should have been enough to fucking revive her ass, too. But she was all the way dead. Bumblebee was just mostly Bumblebee dead. Bumblebee was all the way dead. <laughs> He'd been dead for a goddamn week. He was in a coma. He was dead. He was in a coma. He was dead. He'd been dead for a fucking week. She'd been dead for half a day. But he was laying on a cube of energon. She was not. She was laying on a mountain full of energon. The whole fucking ground had energon laced through it. She should have been reincarnated, too. <laughs> Maybe she was. We just didn't see it. But yeah, Bumblebee jumping you know, jumping out of uh, Stratosphere playing freaking LL Cool J. I was like, that was the, that was the moment in the movie where you were like, fuck yes! <laughs> uh, it does the superhero landing and then, just, and, and then starts quoting uh, They Live. It's like, I'm here to kick ass. Yep. And they left out the chew bubblegum part. Well, Transformers don't chew bubblegum. Grind it gets stick sticky Sticks up their in the gears. gears and you you gotta get somebody to dig yeah. it out and it's just not We saw what happened when uh Vision tried to eat bubblegum. Yeah, it just doesn't <laughs> it doesn't work. Oh. Yeah. He had enough problems with all his vocal shit, he don't need no bubblegum <laughs> to mess it up even further. Yeah, when Bubba B shows up with fucking playing LL Cool J, I was like, Fuck yes. Do you think he's actually like play like He's literally like blasting music while he fights. It's not just for us in the theater. No, it's like... <laughs> he's definitely. I mean, you uh, don't get. It's any like of when your... Tony Stark shows up and starts blasting a uh, fucking ACDC through exactly. all the, the speakers he can connect to. <clears throat> so I got to make an entrance. If you don't get that many lines, especially not lines of your own, you don't get any lines of your own. You might as well play your own theme song. <laughs> it's just the way it works. Don't call it a comeback. Uh, but yeah, that's like. Kind of the highlight of uh, 80s or 90s music. I was like, fuck yes. This sound, like, if nothing else, Wu-Tang and LL Cool J, the, the movie's got a good soundtrack. <laughs> yeah. Because we all knew Wu-Tang ain't nothing to fuck with. <laughs> and LL Cool J is fucking hot. I like him on NCS uh, LA. It's kind of like Ice Cube. He does, like he does way a... more acting now than he does uh, music. And 
would Good like him it. in a paper bag. I don't give a fuck. You can do a fucking Pepto-Bismol commercial, and it's fine. Hell, he probably has. I don't know. He's done a lot of shit. I'm going to do Alka-Seltzer voiceover. Go right on ahead, because goddamn. Uh, so, yeah. Unicron is on his way to Earth, and Prime has to, you think, sacrifice himself, because blowing up the... Uh, their only way home to save humanity uh, is going to cause a big boom. Prime's got suicidal problems. He wants to be taken. He wants to take himself out every fucking time, every fucking movie. They're going to kill me. It's fine. It's fine. I'm going to die for this. I'm going to give myself up. God damn it. They saved me fucking again. Jesus fucking Christ. What does it take to fucking die around here? So, yeah, when he here, blows it push up. Push the it, cube into my chest. Okay. It kind of causes an uh, implosion, I guess, and everything starts getting sucked into the closing portal. But Noah, representing humanity, shows up to to, to hold on to him. And then, of course, uh, Optimus Primal shows up and he's like, to all or one, brother. And uh, pulls Prime out of the thing. And you know, f- fucking Noah jumps on Prime's back, uses his rocket boosters, like, get the fuck out of here. <laughs> yep, let's go. <clears throat> Time to go. We 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 gotta race this uh, <laughs> collapsing uh, implosion here. Prolapsed what now? Prolapsed space anus. Yeah, pretty much. I mean, Unicron does look like a space butthole. Yeah, pretty much. So I mean, it, we didn't get uh, maybe the next movie because uh, they didn't kill Unicron. They just trapped him in whatever galaxy he was already in. We didn't get Unicron in his robot form, which always <laughs> looks cool as shit. Especially when he's playing a, especially when he's playing a, you know, guitar. Oh, never mind. That's just Cybertronic spree. <laughs> Unicron shreds, man. Yes, but you just told me it's not the same motherfucker. What the fuck are you talking about? Unicron is yes. the one with multiple faces. No, correct? Unicron is the one with the big fucking wings. Oh. That plays lead guitar oh, in okay. Cybertronic spree. That's okay, so... the robot form of Unicron. Oh, okay. And I can't remember what the multi-face guys. Mm. Well, we haven't seen him yet in one of the movies either, and I want to see him because he's pretty cool. Good thing I have a computer there, so we don't have to like uh... guess and look <laughs> stupid like we don't know what we're talking about. So yeah, you keep talking. What uh, what did you like about this movie? I liked all of it, but I like all the Transformers. I've been addicted to the Transformers movies, and I didn't watch the cartoons much. I like I said, I was you know, gummy bears and stuff like that. I didn't get into the cartoons very much. But the fucking movies... Quintesson. Quint... Okay, that's right. Because he's got five faces. So yeah. Quint. That's it. Innocent. <laughs> what? That's the only thing he ever says. Innocent. Or guilty. Because in the 80s cartoon movie, they were like the judges. Oh. At the trial. Oh, you mean so it's a they? Well, he's got multiple faces, and there were more than one of them in the cartoon. So yeah, they. There was like a group of Quintessons. <laughs> they weren't just one Quintesson. So we're saying we have non-binary robots. Is that what we're saying? We have they robots? Well, most programming is binary. It's all a series of ones and zeros. <laughs> Go fuck yourself. Uh, Doing a little pride tie-in and you done fucked it up? How was last month? This month it's 4th of July. <laughs> it's always pride. Pride is always... Uh. We are legit a bit of positive here. <laughs> oh, but yeah. And then we get the Earth is saved. 
Prime has learned to be a leader. Mirage is he's fucked up, but he's fixable. And we get Bumblebee's kind of Bumblebee's good as new or better because yeah, he just got, got like a little he went into his boost. spa and got all of his shit, all his chemicals redone, and you know all this. I like off-road uh, Camaro version where he had kind of he was like a little lifted, had those yeah. big mud tires on him. <laughs> that looked, looked like some Mad Max shit. A little bit. Oh, uh, because yeah, it's like. Transformers, things that need roads. Fuck, we're in the jungle. <laughs> Fuck it, we don't need roads. Uh, Where we're going, we don't need roads. Might as well throw another eighty quote in there. Uh, but in the nineties, whatever. Kind of. Where we're going, we don't need roads. So after they get back, just plutonium. Noah goes on another job interview because he's trying to get a security job at some looks like food supply warehouse or something. And of course, he sees Elena like got credit for discovering the, the uh, jungle temple. temple. Yeah, the jungle temple, the ruins. That so now she's, for... she's famous and whatnot, and he's still looking for a job. So, gets an interview with this kind of shady looking yeah. dude, <laughs> it's and he's like, "It's a front. It looks like a front. It's yeah. obviously a front." And I like he's like, "So yeah, uh, just to be honest, your resume's a little thin here." He's like, "Yeah, well, I was working overseas recently." He's like, yeah, tell me about that. Well, private job. It, it, I was it, doing some private, you know. It was, it was a lot of work, uh, but, you know, mostly just work. And he's like, yeah, that's kind of disappointing. I, mean, I heard the food in Peru is great. And he's like, I didn't say Peru. I didn't say Peru. <laughs> and he's like, yeah, he's like, let's say I work for a secret government agency who would like to hire you. And we want your whole team, you know, the big guys. And he's like, I don't know what you're talking about. And he's like, yeah, that's a, that's a good answer, kid. And just hands him a business card. And I'm expecting it to say Sector 7, which mm-hmm. was the, the government guys from like the previous movies. And but he gets up. It hadn't been created yet. I don't remember if they showed up in Bumblebee or not. So maybe they had Sector 7. Wasn't yeah, they were. They were the army guys that were chasing oh, him at okay. the uh, first of the movie. But yeah, so he gets up and he's like, you know, he's like, you know, by the way, your brother's medical expenses are taken care of and you, he'll, he'll be seeing doctors that don't ask how much this costs. Like, he's like, why are you doing it? He's like, whether you take the job or not, we're taking care of him. Let's just call it thanks from a uh, grateful nation. Because y'all the saved the fucking world, planet. So we're going to, you know. And, and he gets up and like hits a button on a, one of the plaques on his wall and the whole back office like opens up and you see some like big ass garage. All and the he's 80s like, wood paneling falls to the side that's covered yeah. in plaques. And he's like, oh, look, it's a freaking... By the way, your brother was right. He's like, right about what? He's like, yeah, no real names over comms. And then he looks at the business card and it says G.I. Joe. And you're like, fuck yes. <laughs> yeah, I thought you were going to lose it when you saw that G.I. Joe business card. You're like, oh my God. It's like, yes, that's that's the, the, the new movie crossover. I want to see fucking Transformers and G.I. Joe together, which I think they did a comic book series of that back in the day. Well, maybe they'll do a movie of it now. I mean, the last couple G.I. First G.I. Joe movie was mad. The second one was pretty good. But yeah, if they're kind of rebooting that too, and we get like, you know, 90s G.I. Joe uh, Transformers crossover. Hey, it could be a thing. That could be a thing. I just wonder what Noah's code name will be. Because, you know, all the G.I. Joes had code names. Fucking Gypsy Rose. We're going to we're gonna pull the fucking whatever else is in there too. Well, he's like a com tech or something. So he's like... I'm trying to remember some of the GI like GI Joe had a Comtech I think <laughs> so it's like yeah it's, he's gonna be like C- Cipher or some you know one of the old uh, <laughs> funny he gets like a real GI a real GI Joe name he's like oh fuck I know that guy I had that toy <laughs> yeah well you got more experience on that than I do but 
I am I'm definitely the bigger Transformers fan, but that's Well that's the problem with the first G.I. Joe movie. None of their like equipment looked like the toys. Whereas the second movie, like they started bringing in more of the like the G.I. Joe merchandise, I guess you, you some of the shit looked like especially the Cobra stuff looked like the Cobra shit from hmm. the cartoon. But yeah, like I want to see like the straight up like, you know, shit that looks like G.I. Joe shit. Well, I don't know what G.I. Joe shit looked like, so I'm a little bit of a loss there. But... <clears throat> oh, and we got, uh, whatever, Will Jack, the VW Bug uh, Transformer. <laughs> no, what was his name? It was not Will Jack. Yeah, it was Will Jack. I'm looking at the list oh, here. okay. Uh, he had wings. Uh, you can't tell me he wasn't a little fruity, okay? He had <laughs> butterfly wings the entire fucking movie. He, was a, he is fighting with fucking butterfly wings hanging off his back. He was a pink VW bug. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> they, intend, they intended to release it I mean, it during, VW bus, not bug. They intended to release it during Pride Month. We had some... <laughs> Yeah, we had some pride characters in there. We had fucking butterfly wings. The whole goddamn fight, he's fighting everybody off with fucking wings hanging off of his back. He's like, oh, look at the butterflies. Yeah, he's a little, ugh. Where else are you going to put your doors? <laughs> I don't know. Where'd the rest of them put their doors? Mostly hanging out their back. They did not. <laughs> that was attractive. Mm. So, any any highlights of uh, this here film? New characters we didn't get last time around that you enjoyed. I like I like Darcy seeing her live action. That was cool, now, especially when she's she, like hanging out the. Didn't she show up in one of the original ones? Wasn't she one of the the bikes in one of the? Uh, I don't one, the think so. One? If she was, she didn't look like RC because that was yeah. my, kind of my point of the newer Transformers. They didn't look like their original designs. They may have had the same name, but this time it she straight up looked like RC from the movie. Hmm. What's RC stand for anyway? I don't know. They just all have it's not like you know R two D two. We just call them R two, but no, they just all have names. Hmm. Where's Cup? That's who we need. Who's Cup? He was like the old like military jeep that was a uh, uh, kind of uh, Hot Rod's mentor. Oh, he was the grumpy old man Transformer. <laughs> oh. Hot Rod was still back trying to keep Murderbot from killing everybody. That's why he wouldn't show up in this one. He was too busy trying to keep fucking little. Rodimus C Prime. C-3PO with a fucking attitude in a murder complex. He was trying to keep him under control. And when are we going to get Optimus Prime's trailer in one of these movies? There you go. He's always trailerless. You gotta be unencumbered if you're gonna fight a bunch of motherfuckers and pull people's spines out. You can't have a bunch of extra shit hanging on if you're gonna do that. And he had his, like, freaking Energon axe, too, which was always that was a cool, cool accessory. That was fucking cool. I liked that. I don't know why he still doesn't have that. I need a battle axe in my collection. I, I need a tomahawk or a battle axe. I, I don't yes, have one Yes, and if you can have weapon. one that lights up bright fucking orange along the arc with fucking magma, basically, then yeah, you can do that. That wasn't a no. <laughs> All right, who can build me an Energon axe? There you go. <laughs> uh, and then our post-credit scene of, we don't know quite yet if Noah has joined G.I. Joe, but he's piecing together a Porsche in his garage with, looks like a ton of different parts, but... Yeah, with the buddy that tried to get him in trouble by making him steal Mirage in the first place. Motherfucking Twizzler man that's got a candy <laughs> habit. 
That man uh, had a Twizzler in his mouth the entire fucking... We had to stop and get Twizzlers on the way home just because of that motherfucker. Good fucking product placement. It was... <laughs> we had like, a five-pound bag of Twizzlers in the house that's gone now. <laughs> oh. But yeah, of course, he's like, man, I bet you that thing won't even start. And hands him the keys. He's like, bet. He's like, hey, Mirage. And then freaking he just transforms. He's like, dude, didn't think I would start, huh? <laughs> and the dude's like, what the fuck? <laughs> yeah, but you look like shit, brother. You might need to get some We might need to get you a paint job or you something. You look like shit. At least, uh, you know, project a yeah, fresh coat of paint on you. Because right now Besides, you look... Uh, there's your reason exactly for why Bumblebee started out. He started out as a yellow Volkswagen because it was the teenage girls. So, you know, it's, a, it's an appropriate car for a teenage girl. And then you get... Shia LaBeouf is a teenage boy who's just getting a car. He's not going to drive a fucking Volkswagen Buck. <laughs> well, he started, Camaro, he started off as the 80s Camaro and then changed to the brand new Camaro. Which, I don't know how many of those yellow fucking Camaros Chevy sold, sold because of that movie. Because those things were fucking everywhere fucking for a while. tons. Tons. I mean, I hated the color, but it, uh... But yeah, that, uh... Just to get those attention. The idea is to get attention. Forever. Ideas to get attention. <laughs> My name is Halt Rod. Big French fucking accent. Like, yeah. Oui. Something like that, yeah. I can't do the accents. You do the accents in this family. I can't do them. <laughs> but yeah, RC hanging out the uh, hanging out the side of you know the fucking VW bus yeah, blasting when they people. Shoot a shoot a fucking missile through it. She's like, dude, dude, sideways, sideways. <laughs> yeah, just turn like, sideways and just watch through. it go straight. But it's like got that Matrix moment, like. Oh, yeah, that, like, rolling fight scene where they're, like, falling down the prime and Scourge, like, falling down the mountain and everyone else is just driving around it. And it's like, that was pretty cool. And, yeah, homeboy with the, the, the fucking uh, tow truck, like, grabbing people with the chains and slinging them around and shit. I'm like. Yeah, he was an asshole. He was an asshole. Oh, and fucking Bumblebee shows up and, like fucks him up, like, cuts his arm off and then takes his, like, wrecking ball chain and just, like, smashes him in the face with it. That was pretty good. It's like, payback, bitch. <laughs> you have fucked with the wrong ones. We just hold ourselves to a higher standard. We can relax that standard once in a while and rip your fucking spine out of your back for you. I just want to see uh, John Goodman's Transformer return. Because that, that was the one that was oh, always yeah. smoking a cigar and had the big chain gun. Yeah, but he was falling apart. <laughs> course this is supposed to be before all of that so maybe he would be in a little better shape initially right, he'll he'll show up later on if they uh eventually tie this back into the <laughs> the, the 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 buff movies the buff. Shia <sighs> yeah i definitely want to see gi joe i wouldn't mind it if they kept shiloh awesome. if he hadn't become such a fucking problem <laughs> he hadn't become such an idiot and then you got megan fox gone because i don't know he just like he, By the third movie, he had no reason to be there. Like, he, he like, literally, like, did not affect the outcome of that yes, movie whatsoever. Did. Like, the first two movies, they needed him for something. No, the third movie, he was just the there. Third one too. No, they needed him in the third one, too, because he was the only reason the army went back in. Still, he was kind of, by the end, he was no, just a waste. No, he wasn't. No, he wasn't. Yes. No, he wasn't. No, you're wrong. <laughs> His girlfriend was a waste. That little blonde was a waste of space. But... That was the second... Or, no, third. third. Megan Fox was in the first two. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah, it's just... That was just eye candy. She was there to be pretty. That was all she was there to do, because... I mean, she was like a Victoria's Secret model. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's all she was there to do, was be pretty. Oh. Uh, hell, even, uh... 
freaking Wahlberg was like had a purpose. <laughs> well, so did he. So did him. Oh. So did Shia. Shia LaBeouf had a purpose. He saved Optimus Prime's life more than once. He had a purpose. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not. I'm just. All right. How does this one rank up to? Because you're more of a fan of the ori- the original four movies, like five, five, however many. Fuck it. Where does this stack up in the uh, in the uh, stack of Transformers movie? Where do you where do you rate this one? Okay. Because I've liked Bumblebee in this one better than the last. Guy. The first Transformers movie was good, but I think these rank higher than the previous Transformers movies, like or at least like the last couple. The Bumblebee movie was all right. It was good. I understand the purpose for it. You have to find a gateway into this whole new world pre- and, and whatever. prequel universe <laughs> yeah this whole universe has to have some kind of introduction and it's fun there wasn't much action in bumblebee you have to have the, I don't more, know, the, tra- the more transformers you have the more action you have the opening secret like fight scenes on cybertron before he escaped earth were pretty badass it's like the, that's like the only time we've seen like cybertron like in live action mm-hmm. well as we're kind of wrapping this up uh i want i'm a fan i want so do you, more transformers. so do you think predictions for the future do you think we get gi joes versus decepticons or transformer or opt uh, autobots helping gi joe take down cobra mm, you get both because they alluded to a, a war that we you get we both, don't see you get cobra with decepticons paired up and then autobots and gi joe paired up because you know, good guys and bad guys. True enough. Get a little bit of both. You know, the Joes get their Transformers and, you know, Cobra Commander has to make a deal with Megatron. And and then Gypsy Danger gets brought in because you learn from the Transformers <laughs> how to build these big exoskeletons. And yeah. Alrighty. The more robots you have, the better it is. All the robots. We want them all. <laughs> so final thoughts on this here cigar. I gotta say, I like it. They're a little, like I said, it's a limited edition, so they're going to be a little bit pricier than what I normal buy. These go for i think it was 22 bucks uh MR, msrp i think is like 20 but it's good construction it's been consistent throughout it's a little um uh, so i'm not good at like picking out the individual flavors brad's much better at Has that a more refined palate I, I'm, I'm just like either i like it or i don't but yeah this is i like it it's it's a little bit uh peppery and i do like a, a peppery cigar but it's See, there's the problem right there. Your palate has been so blown out by the <laughs> mass amount of pepper and spice and jalapeno and heat. Like the fucking salsa last night. Jesus Christ. But this, I mean, it's a little earthy, a little peppery, but there's not been a whole lot of like transitional flavors. It's kind of like how it is at the start is kind of, it's, it's maintained a consistent flavor throughout and it's consistent i mean it's there's not a big transition so if you like a cigar that kind of gives you a flavor transition as you go this one maybe not it but if you like a good just a good solid smoke you know know especially for the fourth of july that way it's that's not a bad thing go uh go pick yourself up one because i definitely uh recommend this uh, while they're still available and with that we'll be right back with some science call it a comeback
science. And welcome back. It's time for some science. Okay, science. Yeah, you remembered. <laughs> yeah, I still didn't do it like Brad. I can't do it like Brad. I still have my... Never mind. <laughs> so, uh, a few different articles for you this week. Let's yes, start with... Oh, uh, like depressing. <laughs> hey, Optimus was a little depressed, so I'm going to bring you some depressing We're science. all in our fields this week. <laughs> So first, let's talk about nuclear disasters. <laughs> Great. So if you ever wondered why people are living in Hiroshima and Nagasaki, but not Chernobyl, what's the difference between dropping two nukes uh, on Japan versus uh, you know, a nuclear meltdown uh, from the 80s? Which, if we know anything about uh, aliens... You know, if you if you've watched the uh, new, uh, you know, Secret Invasion on Disney Plus, the aliens like to hide out in uh, abandoned nuclear sites. Not a lot of humans there. Well, aliens can you know tolerate. Aliens are from planets other than ours, and planets other than ours don't have you know an atmosphere that protects us from all that shit. They're used to dealing with. I feel like there's so many and... movies where people are hiding out in Chernobyl that. <laughs> It's it's been the setting of several video games and horror movies. Well, you know, the three most cataclysmic nuclear events of the 20th century took place in those three cities. But, you know, a study of like why is uh one still worse than the other? Well, has to do with how nuclear weapons are made where they are purposely turning that uranium into explosive force, which doesn't take a whole lot of uranium. Uh, the two bombs, you know, that uh, we dropped on Japan back in world war two, little boy and big man, little, fat man, and little fat boy, man and little boy. There you go. Had about 150 pounds of plutonium where that, you know, most of that was burned up in the explosion, which take, took place, <laughs> high you know about nine miles up in the air so to maximize explosive force but not as much radiation uh that stuck around for a long time whereas chernobyl using fuel rods which are made to kind of burn slower over time had about uh 40 tons of uh, uranium in that explosion versus the 150 pounds in in the uh, nuclear bombs and that explosion happened at ground level, not way up in the sky. So much more uh, radioactive material was dropped over the, you know, surrounding land area. Yeah. <laughs> so that's why it's still uh, fucked up yet today. Well, part of it was that. And I think they said also that it was like based on, how close to the ground it was dropped and how it dispersed from there. And I mean, Chernobyl contaminated land and groundwater and those things are harder to get clean out than air and atmosphere. So, so yeah, the proximity to the explosion to the ground and also the sheer huge amount of radioactive material, uh, there, that's why it's still 
uninhabitable today unless you're a scroll or some kind of mutant. Or a transform is trying to find a place to hide because you can just deal with it and it's fine and it doesn't bother you. So, let's go. Let's want to go on a road trip to Chernobyl and see if we can find a transform. I mean, there is like Chernobyl tours. Like, Chernobyl tourism is a thing. Yeah. I wouldn't recommend it. <laughs> but... Well, so is Titanic tourism. We saw how that came out. Yeah. Let's go fucking explore. Uh, yeah, okay. You can well, speaking of explosions, uh, <laughs> June 30th uh, marked the. Uh, Hundred and seventeen, maybe, hundred fifteen year anniversary of the Tunguska event. Uh, you may have heard that referenced in Ghostbusters. Uh, um, yeah, but I don't. Well, it was a explosion over Tunguska, Russia, in the uh, in the middle of like the Siberian wilderness that uh, was comparable to 30 megaton nuclear bomb going off. Mm. Trees were le- leveled for uh, 830 square miles. That's about 80 million trees, they estimate, uh, was uh, flattened during this, but it left no crater. So there's kind of been a debate on what actually happened there through the years. Was it aliens? Was it uh, Transformer battle? Because not a whole little, a lot of people live out that ways. It was aliens of some sort but we don't know which we got lots of aliens we got lots of different variety of aliens the running theory is that an asteroid uh did not make impact with earth but yet you know exploded when it uh hit the uh hit the atmosphere hence why no so it all got dispersed before it yes it was a big aerial explosion um there are several eyewitness accounts that uh for people who lived close but not in the blast zone uh, uh one such witness uh, a russian uh, mineralist mm-hmm. uh, leonard kulik uh described uh or no uh russian mineralist interviewed uh a guy by the name of sudnova who was a farmer who lived in the area and said he was kind of outside at the time and it blew him backward several meters and he lost all senses for a moment his wife had to come out and guide him back to the house because he was like deaf and blind from the explosion for <laughs> for a few minutes and he lived 41 miles from like the impact zone so that's how how big a boom uh they yeah, that's, experienced that's back lot. in 1908 that's, that's a ways uncertain <laughs> if anyone was killed in the event uh because anyone closer than him would have experienced much greater effects potentially fatal fatal ones but yeah, this was 1908 Russia, so there was not a lot of, living closer not a lot of information. Than him. We don't know about them anymore because <laughs> they didn't make it. All right. And speaking of the end of the world, a more. report from 1972 about a global collapse is proving to be surprisingly accurate. Uh, the study called "Limits to Growth" was a controversial study published over 50 years ago um basically they used uh, computer modeling to predict a global collapse and found that you know based on the current environment that they expected there to be a global collapse within the next hundred years uh basically uh they used a system called World 3 to look at the complex interactions between the human population, industrial output, pollution, 
food production and the Earth's natural resources. And they found that a stabilized world scenario in which a global collapse was avoided and living standards remained stable could be possible, but dramatic shifts in priorities and values were required. If nothing was done, then, you know, humanity would plummet into a global society wrecked by feud shortages and plummeting human welfare. Everything is fucked. We're all fucked. It's yeah, just they the way it is. They called this scenario the business as usual scenario. Well, uh, you know, they said taking no action to solve these problems is the equivalent of taking strong action in the wrong direction. Mm. Well, like, you know, most people like poo pooed this and was like, oh man, this is all, all bullshit. Well, recently, uh, the Journal of Industrial Ecology uh, looked back at the results and kind of compared the predictions from that study to what has happened in the last 50 years since that study was done. And they've kind of collected uh, enough uh, data to show we're, yeah, we're kind of lining up with the warning signs that were predicted in this, in this paper. Mm-hmm. They did in this new study say there was like kind of a, a third option. They, uh, they ran through two different business as usual scenarios, uh, one causing a uh, global collapse, and the other one was kind of hoping that humanity technology would advance to the point where we could save ourselves with uh, you know new technologies and whatnot. But then even in some of those scenarios, collapse still happened because of the cost of the rising cost of the technology that needed to to save us could. Uh, ultimately fuck us in another direction where we just run out of fucking resources. Well, we're pretty much fucked either way, but... It's time for a reset. <laughs> yep. Oh. Humanity is a plague. Well, a new study uh, tried to find out if pornography is really addictive. They uh, wanted to find out what happened when students stopped using pornography for a week. That might be a depending on when the study was actually done. That might be a little more relevant now than it used well, to be because it was done now. Well, that might be might explain the results because. <laughs> well, uh, the study taking a look at whether regular porn users experienced withdrawal systems like drugs uh, seven days after abstaining or attempting to abstain from pornography. Because uh, currently, Pornhub is the number one website on the internet. For a reason. They do previews without you having to click have on video. 39 billion searchers and 42 billion visits in 2019 alone. Uh, <laughs> but researchers still disagree about whether or not habitual pornography use uh, can develop genuine addictions. Um, so they had... Uh, doesn't say how many people volunteered, but 64.2% were female who used pornography more than three or more times in the prior four weeks. That's That sounds rookie numbers. You got to get those numbers up. Three or more times in four weeks? Shit. Three Jesus. or four times a week? What the hell At are you talking about? That's like, yeah, that's just bad. That's pathetic. But I mean, then again, if you go back and say, you know, according to Christian fundamentalist people, any pornography use is pornography addiction. You're automatically addicted if you've ever even accidentally clicked on it. <laughs> it doesn't matter. 
so yeah, they had two control groups, one that continued habits as normal. The other group attempted uh, abstinence uh, for that week. Most of the group uh, did achieve that. There were some participants that slipped and, and watched some, but not as much as, you know, their normal habits. Uh, and they found that there was basically other than a very, very small group experienced anything close to a withdrawal syst system. I mean, uh, some, uh, and even those that did kind of experience like, you know, a, uh, withdrawal or, you know, a, a increased desire to watch, uh, lessened over time. Uh, so, and they don't, and they can't really tell if it's because those participants were, got their primary sexual outlet through, uh, pornography and it would have been the same if they just like stopped having a normal person to stop having sex for that amount of time. But yeah, they could not find any kind of like actual withdrawal symptoms like you would with uh, people who are addicted to drugs. While they say, you know, in the study published in the archives of sexual behavior, you know, addiction is possible with anything, but it's not as, uh, likely addicting as, you know, some people claim it to be but that's all i got you for you this week so you know we'll be right back with some nerd nerds and you know go watch some porn or something you know, yeah for well science go to pornhub <laughs> that's product placement that's what that is that is product <laughs> placement right there we need a sponsor i mean these... you didn't listen to last week's episode when we talked about the uh sex olympics that they're uh these they're researchers were definitely doing. getting paid off by pornhub <laughs> and we'll be right back I love that Star Trek does what adventure programs do. It's fun characters going on adventures, wearing colorful outfits, but it tries to be more than that. It tries to say something more about humanity and tries to encourage us to be better people. I love that it gives a really positive and really hopeful view of the future. I like that you never know what you get with Trek, from Captain Pike to Picard to Captain Proton. I like the Ferengi. <laughs> Earth Station Trek, a show where we talk about Star Trek, from the early days on NBC to the future on Paramount Plus and everywhere in between. And now it's time for all things nerdy in nerd news. And welcome back. It's time for some nerd news. Yeah, news. I did it. <laughs> oh, go fuck yourself. <laughs> well, we all know we are both video game and horror movie fans here. First up, we got our first trailer for the movie adaptation of video game Five Nights at Freddy's. Admittedly, I have never played this because it's but because it's <laughs> you gonna finish that one. Well, it's it's a, a little new for me, and I have not up to date on video games. But mm. it was wildly popular with with the kids. Mm -hmm. I, I remember seeing tons of uh, I've seen a memes lot of merchandise and videos of it. Memes and videos and. So yeah, they're they're doing a live action version uh, from Bloomhouse Productions, who always makes some like good uh, horror content. Like you said off the air, people who are friend uh, fans of uh, people uh, from our generation who spent any of their birthday parties at Chuck E. Cheese are gonna have nightmares because this is what we all were worried about when we went to Chuck E. Cheese. <laughs> you see that gigantic animatronic rat start singing to you. And at least at some point when you get home, you're gonna, you're going to be having nightmares of him eating your head. 
happen. Especially, I mean, I don't think they have animatronics anymore. I'm pretty sure it's like people in mascot suits now. Uh, I took the kids once. I don't think, I don't think they do the animatronics anymore. Yeah, I think it's like all live actors now. I mean, I'm like old school. Like I remember uh, whatever Showbiz Pizza, which was like the precursor to uh, (laughs) yep uh, to uh, um, Chuck E. Cheese or Charles Entertainment Cheese is the proper name. Exactly. Be correct (laughs) with that. So yeah, it's about a. Security guard at a uh, haunted, closed down. Uh, kind of seems like the horror version of Night of the, at the Museum. Yeah, so like when the night shift starts, the animatronics come to live and try to eat the people, and uh, apparently kids went missing, and that's why it got shut down. I mean, it, it looks like legit pretty fucking creepy. <laughs> yeah, it looks a little weird. Next up, uh, if you're if you're a fan of the violence, we got a couple of violent action movies uh, uh, coming out. We have first up The Collective, starring Don Johnson. Yeah, yeah. speaking of things from the eighties. Yeah. <laughs> yep. And Tyrese. And then you just from said Transformers. Tyrese. You know, Transformers, <laughs> and then you go to Tyrese. So there you go, because yeah. he's kind of an institution in the Transformers. <laughs> it appears to be a basically a group of good guy assassins who. Uh, uh, as they say, the CIA has a list of bad guys that they think are untouchable, and and we touch them in a bad way. <laughs> so yeah, these are basically assassins for good, and uh, go take out the bad guys that the the government can't touch. Uh, this one uh, being looks like some kind of sex trafficking kingpin, and his henchwoman uh, Ruby Rose. Hell yeah! Uh, who is Come trying on. to uh, kill the the collective as they're called uh, with you know and. We got a rookie assassin joining the team, and him and Tyrese and Don Johnson have to take o- take on uh, sex traffickers. I'm just saying, Ruby Rose, enough freaking said. Enough <laughs> freaking said. Yeah, come on. Oh. Uh. Might make me question my my stand. <laughs> Actually, no, I know where I'm standing. It's somewhere in the middle. <laughs> I mean, but the uh, the violence looks pretty pretty sweet. Uh, some good some good gun fighting. Uh, it's probably one of those ridiculous action movies where no one reloads, but the trailer looks cool. Like I'll I'll give that one a, a shot. Next up, and this one kind of came on my radar because one of the uh, ammunition companies I follow, uh, um, Defiance Ammunition, was uh, featured in the trailer, and they were like, "Look, we're we're in a movie. We're featured in a movie." Uh, it's called Shrapnel, uh, which kind of looks like Taken uh, south of the border. Kinda, yeah. There was a that, there was some Liam uh, freaking vibes. Liam Neeson vibes. Liam Neeson vibes. Thank you. That's what I was trying to say. That's exactly it. Yeah. So uh, two girls are kidnapped uh, in South Texas and taken to Mexico from the looks of it and being held by cartel guys. And since uh, the government can't uh, mess with the cartels, apparently diplomatic immunity. Uh, what the fuck ever. Daddy, who is apparently some kind of ex special forces guy, and his buddy decide to take on the cartels themselves and go do a rescue mission in Mexico, which eventually looks like follows them home. And we get like, you know, some, some good, uh, two guys versus tons of cartel dudes. It's kind of like the last Rambo movie where, yeah, looks like homeboys are getting fucked up. So another good, like, you know, you know, as you do war action, you always kidnap somebody's daughter that you shouldn't kidnap because you always find out that dad's, you know, super freaking assassin man <laughs> or you kill somebody's dog that you shouldn't you just you don't go after these things how many times do we have to learn these lessons leave people's dogs and their daughters alone and then you're fine you're good 
True enough. I mean, I mean, I'm down for any like weird action uh, action movie. We've, you know, we talked about the extraction the other week. It's like we've we've kind of uh, had a you know, looks like a renaissance of action films. We've already got John Wick and Extraction two this uh, this year. Now we're getting a couple more uh, random action movies to get you through the summer. Well, uh, it should distract you that everything's going to hell in a handbasket. <laughs> didn't we? Haven't we talked about the apocalypse like four times? <laughs> That's it's distraction. Well, Keep them on the couch and stupid watching their popcorn. It's fine. Here's one for you that combines two of your favorite things. Oh God! Transformers, not Transformers. Uh, Ninja Turtles meet Stranger Things. Um, huh? Demo dogs take over New York and the Ninja Turtles and Stranger Things comic book crossover that will be coming out soon. Really? Uh, yes. Mute Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles X Stranger Things number one crossover by EDW Publishing and Dark Horse Comics uh, created by Cameron Chitok and Pharaoh P. Is this going to be animated? Or? No, it's a comic book. Oh, okay. I, I said that. Book, I it. comic. It's, I it's, it's it. drawings. Oh, hi, I'm pretty. <laughs> Is it okay because I'm pretty? <laughs> yes. Apparently, the cast of Stranger Things travel to New York where they discover Demi Dogs in the New York subway stations. And Eleven and the party are joined uh, hands with everyone's favorite Ninja Turtles to clean up the New York subway system. Yeah, as long as you keep Eleven from eliminating the Ninja Turtles, because she doesn't like, you know, weird things like that. She's not really the type to ask questions first and kill later. She's kind of like her daddy that way. It's like, yeah, fuck you, we'll talk about it later, we'll sort it all out later. Send them all to God and we'll sort it out. Yeah, this one's still set in the 80s, because uh, Ninja Turtles came out about the time that the Stranger Things, Stranger things is set. So yeah, it's a, uh, you know, the story follows Eleven, Max, Dustin, Mike, and Will, and Lucas <laughs> in New York. Miles away from Hawkins, expecting a fun-filled trip until they encounter Demodogs in the subway station. So to face that threat, they must unite with a fearsome fighting team every bit as bizarre, but green. <laughs> <laughs> yes, gotta love it. So check out your local uh, comic stores. Uh, uh, issue 1 releases on July 12th. Uh, I want to know what the uh, hype people were paid for that line, because <laughs> damn... Uh, got that from Collider. <sighs> so shout out to their their writers. Uh, no, that that was heavy sarcasm. <laughs> and we have a trailer for a new video game based on Blade Runner. Uh, Blade Runner twenty thirty three Labyrinth uh, has a teaser teaser trailer out now. Mm-hmm. Don't know a whole lot about the story of it, other than it is set between the events of the original Blade Runner which was set in 2019 <laughs> and the sequel Blade Runner 2049. It's kind of hilarious how you can go back and all these movies and stuff. were trying to be set so far in the distant future. <laughs> and now we're like past. You the... couldn't possibly imagine the technology we're going to have. No, we, we were supposed to have flying cars and shit by now, but eh, we didn't. Yeah. Well, bullshit, man. Fucking doc Brown said we'd be able to check ourselves into clinics and take 20 years <laughs> off our lives too, but that hasn't happened yet either. Uh, I mean, we also have a Blade Runner TV series coming out on Amazon, uh, Blade Runner 2099. So, yeah, no release date yet on when the video game is coming out. Uh, Expecting it sometime next year. And finally, we're all fans of Cowboy Bebop. Uh, Well, there's going to be a special installation at 
San Diego Comic-Con this year to celebrate Cowboy Bebop's 25th anniversary with a special exhibit displaying artwork uh, based on the anime and series. Okay. Crunchyroll is bringing this series to San Diego Comic-Con that will honor the legacy of the show and invites fans abroad aboard the Bebop once more. The gallery is made in partnership with Crunchyroll and Mondo and features a collection of commissioned art from a wide variety of artists showcasing the settings, characters, and themes that make Cowboy Bebop what it is. Well, we'll check it out when they bring it to Dragon Con. Uh, artists J.J. Harrison... Utamaru, La Boca, Tom Whalen, Muagari, and Sachin Ting, and more are all contributing artists, each bringing their love for the legendary series with unique original artwork. Mm-hmm. We'll be at SDCC from July 18th through July 23rd. Mm-hmm. And that's all I got for you this week. Hopefully Brad will be back next time. How do you think? We will... Uh, Remember to check us out on CigarNerdPodcast.com. We're on the ESO Network at ESONetwork.com. We're on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, and YouTube at CigarNerdPod and at CigarNerdPodcast on the YouTubes. We also have shirts at Real Men Smoke Cigars. Just in the process of ordering some new ones for Dragon Con since my old ones don't fit anymore. Uh, you can also get your energy at StrikeForceEnergy.com, promo code CigarNerds for 20% off your order. And with that, roll out. And this has been a recording of the Cigar Nerd Podcast. We are your hosts, Smokin' Joe and Brad Jackson. Join us next time for more adventures in nerddom. This has been a broadcast of the ESO Network. Be part of the crew and help support our shows by donating to our ESO Patreon or by shopping for the Tee Public Store, which can all be found at www.esonetwork.com. The ESO Network, your station for all things geek.